invite you to check out my website, karagoodwin.com. I'm adding more resources all the time to assist you in your meditation journey. Sign up right on the homepage to receive a free 10-minute guided meditation that will fill you with light and peace and give your nervous system a reset. You can also find powerful offerings to help you start or amplify your existing meditation practice, including the Meditation Immersion Program to get a solid foundation to your meditation and the Healing Hearth ongoing program for regular online meditations and guidance. Thank you so much for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I am joined today by Jacqueline Smith. I am so excited that Jacqueline's here. She is the author of a new book, called Star Being in the Mirror. She's an animal communicator, a star being communicator, and a light language linguist. And she's also a hybrid human. So we're going to go into that because it's not every day that we get to talk to a hybrid human. So this is such a blessing. Um, I mentioned that she has written a new book, Star Being in the Mirror. If you're in the U.S. and you order her book directly on her website, JacquelineSmith.com, she will send you a signed copy. So that was the route that I took. And this is a wonderful, wonderful book. I highly recommend it. She's also written other books such as Animal Communication, Our Sacred Connection, and Star Origins and Wisdom of Animals. So welcome, Jacqueline. I am so excited that you're here. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your program. I'm excited too. <laughs> Yay. So you have a really unique mission here, uh, here on the planet with your ability to communicate with star beings and animals. And I thought we could first start by just making sure that everybody's clear on what's meant by star beings. Well, okay, so from my perspective, when I'm referring to star beings, I'm referring to those um, beings from the stars, and there can be a wide variety of those beings who are, you know, some are are physical, some are quasi-physical, some are etheric. I happen to include the angels um, as star beings, and so that's kind of how I think of, you know, star being. Okay, okay, wonderful. And it's a long story about how you came into this work, and, and your new book does a wonderful job of describing your path. Can you give us a little overview here on how this came about? Have you always been able to connect with star beings? Um, pretty much, it's it, it has been, um, a, you know, my path. Mm -hmm. And from early childhood, I've been communicating with star beings actually before, because um, I was communicating with uh, those who I call my star parents, Amitha and Zazu. Um, even before I was born, even before my spirit entered the womb. And then after that, I was communicating with them from the crib and were um, on ships throughout my whole childhood, through my teens and beyond. 
And so it has been a lifelong <laughs> connection for me. And so um, would you like to talk, would you like me to talk about how I became hybrid, how that happened? Yeah, that's actually my next question. What, what does that even mean to be a hybrid being if people aren't familiar? Right. So in the larger sense, we're all hybrids because we all come from the stars. We're a mix of many races. So from that perspective, everyone is, is a hybrid. So how I talk about it in my book is that I was genetically altered. So I have a much higher frequency of star being, we could say star being frequencies um, because of that. So people who have not been genetically altered, they have the star being frequency. But um, in my DNA, I literally have seven different star being codes. So when my mother was pregnant with me, she was taken aboard the ship and they injected uh, me when I was in the womb with, I call it a cocktail of seven different DNA races, you know, their codes. And so with genetically altering me, that has enhanced my abilities and skills. And, and so that's why I refer to myself as, as a hybrid. Right. And that is a fascinating story of of what you remember from that. Uh, I mean, the fact that you remember that, uh, that was through hypnosis, right? No, I just, most of my memories I spontaneously have recalled. Okay, actually. but you were an adult when you, you didn't grow up knowing that, I believe. Is that right? Correct. It's been an un, unfolding, you know, unfolding of memories through my lifetime. And I am a certified hypnotherapist. So I think that had, you know, definitely allowed the memories to emerge in a way that made it much easier for me, um, you know, to recall them and put those pieces together. Right. And it was one of the things I found so fascinating is that when you talked about that, there were different star systems within that mix of seven, you know, different, um, would you say strands of deep, not strands, but um, components or races to the day. Right. And then right. there were your earth parents, of course. And then there was even another human that you know here on earth at this time who... Also, you some DNA was pulled in. Is that right? Correct. Correct. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and and the star beings have their reasons for. Um, sometimes they want certain genetics involved, so that's why they involve the man who 
I know on on this level, of course, as well as my parents, mm-hmm. and then the other um, frequencies of of Quavar, which is my original star origin, which which is kind of we could say my soul, uh, my core soul star frequency, because we all have that. Um, we've been many beings in many lifetimes, but we have like a core star frequency. So Quavar is mine. Um, and I originally come from a collective that we could say um, it's the seventh universe out from Earth. Oh. And then I have the tall white Zeta masters who I refer to as my star parents because I spent so much time with them on the ship. And then Mantis and Octurian Zeta hybrids and dolphin like beings and a celestial being. And also, we could say a kind of a chameleon like looking, looking being. So, wow. those are the seven different codes. That's incredible. <laughs> and and you remember your experiences of being on uh, the ship as a child. You you had spent quite a bit of time on a ship as a child. Is this correct? Right. In fact, um, really, starting around the age of three, I was on the ship pretty much every night. And I loved it. I was attending night class. And I, what I loved is that there, there was a class of eight of us children, and we were definitely allowed to be children. So, you know, we were allowed to sing and dance and, and really be who we were. And so in those classes, we learned um, how to create balls of light with our minds, and then they would become, you could say, kind of quasi-physical, um, because on the ship, it's it's not totally physical. Um, it can be, but it's kind of in between. That we would throw light balls to each other and catch some light baseballs, which was really fun. We would create them in different colors, and we learned also how to um, draw or create with our minds like pictures of animals and that on different holographic screens that each of us had individually. And also there were light codes on the walls of the ship, which I used to actually play with. So these light codes, um, I often talk about them as light language codes and their star codes from that, those races, is that I would stick my fingers into the light codes on the walls because the walls on the ship are holographic. They're not solid. And, mm-hmm. and then the light codes would come off and I would dance with them and they would move through my body, which would be raising my frequencies. 
And, you know, I was learning about them because they are actual living beings. So, so that was a huge um, part, part of learning, um, learning about that on the ship. And so I even, you know, I draw a lot of light language transmissions on the paper. And then some of them come through with drawing themselves. I call them my cosmic portraits that they come through and draw. Oh, wow. And so I, I have a lot of those available at my site at my light language bookstore. But, but it was amazing because these beings um, are pure light. And with the different codes, you can put them together in different combinations, which can create all kinds of things from being able to teleport into another universe or to use them for healing or for um, actually healing others. Um, I use them for that and also for navigating the ship so these you know everything is light mm. and so with the light and the, and the light language they are the cosmic we could say the cosmic codes their their sacred geometry and what i love about them um, when i work with them is they bypass the mind ego so when i work with them they can help someone become more authentic. Authentic. They clear away old patterns, old identities. I've had a number of people who have had healings from them, and so there. It's it's a very um, accelerated way of working with someone because someone's so knows what the codes are saying and every cell in the body knows what the code is saying and the original blueprint knows what the codes are saying so it's it's very powerful and and many many people are speaking light language um, and and I speak many star languages so on the ship when I was a child uh, we would speak many light star languages telepathically also. So um, I've had the wonderful experience of being able to speak a lot of different star languages. And the light language is a universal that goes through, through the universe, through all languages, through all star systems. So it's like a... A neutral way to for everybody to understand on the starship is that correct or does everybody already understand through tele telepathy and things like that well they already understand through telepathy mm -hmm. but but it's part of their cultures to have the the star codes um and and so different star races do have some different codes and some are universal in the sense where they all understand them, but others are not. You know, they're specific to a culture. Oh, that's fascinating. I, you yeah. know what's funny? 
Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, it was really interesting as you were explaining about the light codes and, and playing with them and seeing them on the walls and, and interacting with them. I felt I could feel an activation in my solar plexus, even just through you talking about these, <laughs> this light language. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that, that happens. Uh, definitely. Fascinating. Uh, at some point, if you want me to speak a little light star language we we can do that so absolutely but um but yeah it's it's very um powerful it's and it's very gentle and it's all about love the light language when i speak it and the star language is it's it uh, it's very uplifting it's joyful it's happy yeah, I it's it feel I mean it feels amazing even though again you're just talking about it you're not even speaking it at the moment but um there's some part of me that's resonating with it um even when you talk about it in English. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Hey, that's that's wonderful. That's and the cool thing is you know I can talk with someone in another country and not we may not understand each other's, you know, language here, but if we speak light language, it's, it's an automatic connection. Right. And, and you can, like you mentioned, you can write it as well. They have symbols. Um, and then you can also, I don't know if you do this, but you can express it through your hands as well. Right. Or a person can. Yeah. Yes. I actually use my hands. Um, and so people can express it through using their hands, through toning, through dancing, um, in all kinds of ways. So, you know, it's not limited mm-hmm. to one way. It's however that might come through the person. That's so interesting. Well, is this a good time to for you to, to uh, demonstrate? That's up to you. Yes, I, I, I can certainly. I'd love that. So let's see who wants to come through. Okay. Anaka ita itarota inakoshana. Umaha raka anaka ke ianaha. Kwasa ia noho otari tanaha. Umokota itikiki anata. Shama, Shamako Urukuta Nahara, I O U Kanada, Moku U Sha, Uka I I I Anak Kakake, Nakaiki Ia, Ushukuka Ye Na, Uta De Ye Nahar, Unaka Ye, Ushukua Naha, Umaka. Umakayitana Wow, 
Thank you. That it feels amazing. <laughs> it does. It does, doesn't it? Yes, it's like pulses. It was kind of how it was yeah. it was coming through for me and I could feel it like up and down my spine and that's fantastic. So do you have insight in is is there any sort of translation or message within that that well, we have English? I, I, um, I think the wonderful thing about light language is we don't have to understand it. And, and it's so cool that it bypasses my ego. But in saying that, they often will share with me after I've spoken it what, what it means or the message that they, that they, um, that they are bringing through. So this message actually was from the tall white Zeta masters who are my star, my, my star parents. Mm-hmm. And what they were communicating or the message was, is talking about um, that people, um, it's, a, it's a great time to live from the heart and to remember to be joyful and loving and that at the very core we are all love and light and frequency Mm. and so this will whoever listens to this will activate them in a very gentle loving way to open to themselves to open more deeply into their hearts and to be more aligned. Mm. Wow. <laughs> what what a gift. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. So again, in your book, Starving in the Mirror, there are so many like really captivating stories and experiences and and you've touched on um some of the childhood things that you remember um and there's a lot more detail in the book um you also had an incredible thanksgiving experience a few years ago and there's a lot of of i mean it's mind-blowing the different levels and layers of experience that you had um, because some of them were very, very physical and like, you know, affected the grass, you know, on your property and affected like, <laughs> you know, the like statues that you have around your house. And um, there was even like a, a yellow kind of film sort of, th- you know, that um, was I think it was it was on your house. Um, right. Or right. around and your property. No. Yeah. And then you had the yeah. physical ship that you could see. I think you saw a being. You so anyway. I know there's not. You don't need to you know give everything away. But <laughs> is there anything from that experience that you'd like to share? Because it is really remarkable. Thank you. Yes, I. I'll share that the star beings had come to me and communicated to me that. They wanted me to go outside that night, and um, I heard them very clearly. And so 
when I went outside, uh, it, it was pretty amazing. I saw a number of starships in the sky around me and probably about seven or eight. And it was like they were dancing and they were sharing with me that there was a big dimensional shift going on and that ISON at that time, ISON was um, traveling around the sun and had actually activated that opening. And that was a comet? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. So this was back, was it 2017? Um, yes. Okay. I think it was seven. Yes. So anyway, um, actually it was further back, but, but anyway, so when I was out there, then this portal opened above my house and the starship or this craft just came out and like flew right over me and it was just above the tree in my backyard I mean that's how low it was and it looked like an organic being and I could also see one see someone in the craft and they actually shine lights into my eyes and that was pretty amazing I mean I felt like I was in a movie and And this was a physical ship like if I had been there with you I would have seen it like you didn't have to see it with your third eye or it it was there it was quasi-physical it was organic it it was very strange because it was it seemed solid but it also seemed quasi-physical interesting Yes, yes, it, it was. And so then that ship shot off so fast. It, you know, I, I don't have any words for that at all. <laughs> but um, anyway, I, it was just amazing. And so the next day, a friend of mine came over. I called her over to take some photos because... I knew big things that happened when that craft went over. And so we just walked around my property, started taking photos. Um, there were geometric shapes in the snow. It's kind of almost similar to a crop circle effect around my whole house. Wow. And um, as you mentioned, one of the most exciting things that happened because all the electromagnetic fields had shifted in my house and around my house was the statue of an owl I have. And so on one of the wings, there's like a circle where it had um, literally changed. So it was a molecular change, you know, on the, mm-hmm. on the molecular level. And there were other changes with this owl. It was indented at the bottom, and there's photos of that in the book. And it, to me, that was amazing. You know, I, the owl was intact. I've had it for many years. I, I would not have bought an owl that had something missing from the wing. Right. So, so, so that that was really, really fun. And 
um, out of that also, I mean, the grass did grow up about four inches overnight through the snow. In November. Which, <laughs> yes, exactly. When exactly. dormant here in the Midwest. That's right. And in my neighbor's yard, I, I looked over there and took a photo, and that's in the book, too. And the, he had no grass. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that was really pretty amazing to see. And also the, the energy in my house was just crazy. I mean, when my friend came over, she said, do you know how crazy the energy is in your house? And I said, I have an idea. (laughs) (laughs) And she uh, is a Reiki master. So she's really tuned in. And so um, we took tons of photos and um, I had crystals moving around my house on their own with all of this. And one of the fun things uh, also was um, the star beings contacted me telepathically and said, would you like to go on a mothership? Because I was looking out the window and I saw this mothership and I'm going, like, are you kidding? Of course I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> and so they sent a craft and picked me up, which was incredible. And I saw the craft. I really felt like I was in a sci-fi movie. I mean, to look out your window and see a craft there. like yeah. And... And I was waving my arms because I didn't want them to pass me by. Yeah. I was like, I'm here. I want to go on the mothership. And so um, we we went to the mothership. Amazing. um, Just amazing experiences. They did some surgeries on me. One of the key experiences was when with my computer, I used to need my glasses for my computer. And so I was taking notes about all this. Um, actually, as this was going on, because this went on for two weeks wow. or more. I mean, every day something was going on. And I put my glasses on to read something and I, I couldn't see, see it well. And I took my glasses off and I could see it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so they they had done surgery on my eyes and surgery with some other things as well. And so that was very exciting um, to have that happen. And, and so, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I was... Um, Involved in being on a high council on the ship. I was actually, it turned out I remembered that actually I was one of the members. And when I was on the mothership, I would shape shift because I could shape shift into all, you know, the different forms Mm -hmm. that I'm connected to through the DNA. And so that was really really great fun and I think one thing that was important that the council was discussing all kinds of 
um, things in regard to, um, you know, events going on in other star systems and that. And they were kind of discussing Earth and actually trying to decide whether they were going to continue supporting what was happening on Earth with humanity and all of that. And so um, in the end, they did end up saying, yes, we're going to continue to support humanity in their evolutionary process because humanity in the past, at least four or five times, um, hasn't done so well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, this is a great opportunity now for humanity to really we could say mature and understand that they are cosmic citizens that you know they're not from earth and and that to remember to return to love and respecting each other respecting the earth and all beings on earth and that it's time to be done with things like war and greed and power, that's all part of the old system that is still in process of moving out. Yeah. As we know. Yes. Right. And so that's really, I'm, I'm really curious about that topic because I mean, when I hear you talking about, you know, this council deciding, you know, should we keep, should we carry on, you know, and it's like, I'm definitely part of the, of humanity that's going, please, yes, please, you know, we're, we're ready. Let's do this, you know, let's, right, let's right. expand our awareness. Please help us. And I'm also living at a time where we've just gone into war again. Right. You know, and that feels like a huge step backwards because that feels like um, from a, hum- a collective humanity, it's like, okay, I that can make me feel kind of helpless. Like, okay, I don't want that, but it's right. so far right. out of my control. So then you talk about like, okay, here's what we can do as individuals. Like what is in our control? And so then you were talking about the respect and and keeping open to love and things like that. So I just wanted to kind of reinforce that point that, you know, I I don't know if you have viewpoints on that about, you know, little us (laughs) and and when we feel powerless and what is within our power and how can we cast our vote for, you know, humanity moving in that direction? Yeah. And I, I, I think, you know, we are more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And one person can make a difference. And so I think that um, I'm a big believer in prayer. So I pray every day for the world, for, for all of us. And I think that, that, you know, things can appear a certain way, like they're going backwards. But I think uh, from my perspective, is that there's a there's still a clearing out going on that it's you know it's it's not just done but i think what we can do as individuals because what one individual does affects 
the collective, it goes into the collective energy, is to live the best we can from our hearts and love and do what we can and understand that we're all equal. And um, as you've probably heard this, you know, we're all human. I mean, in the sense of, you know, with the human species, it's one species. It's, you know, so, so it, it's like things are still adjusting and clearing out. But when one person comes from a place of love and sends love and light into the world, that matters. Mm. And, you know, gosh, what I would love is if we had a group of, of people worldwide to do a meditation right now about all this to come from the heart mm. and to just send love and light um, around the world. That, that definitely can help shift things and make a difference. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. So, and thank you for sharing about your Thanksgiving experience because that it's reading that and then you talking about it again now, it really, it's like it opens this portal within the reader to open, to experience something new and to expand, um, what we understand as being possible. Because when I was reading that, I mean, I've seen you in interviews and and I've had a session with you and you are, you know, you're a very grounded person, even with the topic that you're talking about. Um, you know, you're, you're very like humble and, um, and I trust what you're saying and it's, thank you. And it's not, it's not like anything I've ever heard before, you know? So it's, and I, um, I love being expanded and being opened up to be like, this happened on earth. I mean, you're in Ohio, I'm in Indiana. This happened like not far from where I even live. That's right. That's right. So I really appreciate you sharing these things because I think, you know, we all, we all benefit when we encounter things like this that are um, these new ways to understand possibilities and, and what life is like, like what the world is like, what the universe is like, because we, we have what we're fed, what we've been fed, you know, through media, through culture, through our families, through, you know, and it's like this is outside of what I've understood as the way things work. So, and in that vein too is also the hybrid children. So this is something, I mean, I have heard other people talk about this, but you talk about this quite a bit in your book too, um, that you have hybrid children. Um, so I, would you like to share some things about your hybrid children and then, um, the hybrid children that are on the, that were on the ship with you? Sure. Um, so I have, and this sounds crazy, but I have about um, around 40 hybrid children. And there are different ways, um, different races have their own ways of how they 
create hybrid children. So for me, some of the experiences I had was when I was a teen, um, they actually implanted an embryo, and then later on they removed it. My experience what, with that was that when they removed the embryo, was um, it was very gentle. They have a way of energetically just like surrounding the embryo and light and just lifting it out of the body. And so for me, it that was it, it wasn't a traumatic experience. And the the other ways that they created some of my hybrid children is that um, you know they're evolving just as we are. So their techniques and how they do things is evolving as well. And so they took, and they explained this to me, they took a strand of my hair and said, we're going to be creating hyper children from a strand of your hair because my DNA is in my hair. Mm. They don't have to do an implant. Um, and so... So for me, I'm, I was like, well, that sounds good. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, it's about and as least invas- the least invasive way they could do it, really. It, exactly. And so actually during the Thanksgiving, I call them my Thanksgiving experiences, um, they took a strand of my hair and created three hybrid children which I could see them, they were in my energy field. And so they created them from the strand of hair. And so I could communicate with them. And at one point I felt I was getting too attached to them. And I said to, you know, my star family, I said, you need to take them because I'm, I'm just getting too attached to them and, and they remove them. And, and I said, you know, let's let this be the end of my ha- being of having hybrid children in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, that's fine. Um, these beings have always given me a choice. Like even with going on the mothership, they, they said to me twice, do you want to go on a mothership? You have a choice. I'm going like, yeah, right. They know I would love to go, you know? Yeah. So, but, but the hybrid children, um, so that's how they create it. And then I had an ex had an experience, which is really so beautiful. I can't even find words for it with a mantis being on the ship. And we joined energetically, um, this was when I was a little older and all of a sudden I could see spheres by us, a number of spheres, like two or three spheres. And in those spheres were little mantis babies. No <laughs> and yeah. And I love the mantis beings. I have a lot of mantis in me. And, and so, and then Right before my eyes, they like came out of the spheres, which that's all frequency and mantis beings are master geneticists. Mm -hmm. So these beings um, came out 
and they started growing up right before my eyes. Wow. And so we would compare it to a newborn and maybe in seconds being a teenager. Wow. So they have the ability to decide how fast a hybrid baby grows. And um, I love them. But this is a very spiritual experience. And so it's not about sex. It's not about gender. It's just about this incredible spiritual connection and the manifest manifestation that came from us joining forces to create hybrid babies. So, so that was very um, moving. And the children on the ship, I love them. They, um, they had their own classes and then we had our own classes, the eight other, um, eight of us from earth. And, and so the hybrid children would teach us about all kinds of things, help us deepen our skills with telepathic communication, um, levitation, (laughs) and other things because um, we did levitation in our classes. And so, and actually um, in this life earlier on, I could move some objects around in that. And I decided to kind of shut that down. Really? Um, Yeah. So these we would play together and we would learn from each other. And there were all colors there of hybrid children. I mean, there was black, there was pink, there was white, yellow. I mean, it was like this beautiful rainbow of being. Mostly humanoid looking. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, I got really close to one. Her name was Azalon. And she, um, we used to play together. We used to hold hands and swing our arms like kids will do. So like I was kind of teaching her more about her human side. And she was teaching me about my, my ET side. Hmm. More about that. So, but at one point she got ill and, um, you know, the, the guardians who watch over the children on the ships, um, we love them and knew she wasn't going to be able to continue. So they did a, a beautiful ceremony where she left in a very conscious way, left her body in a very conscious way. Going back in the spirit form, she came back later as one of my hybrid daughters who now lives in another country, which is just um, amazing. I mean, we had a really deep soul connection. So the hybrid children are very, very important. I mean, I consider myself a bridge. I can share from the human point of view. I can share from the star being point of view. And so all these children are like bridges. They could share from their hybrid point of view. So they are living in, many of them are living in other star systems. 
and they are, you know, helping other star systems to evolve more and more hybrid races. And also, you know, they're teaching other races about humans since they have that human component. And when I was on the ship, they, um, I was teaching actually teaching Starbeam's nursery rhymes. And, and so they genetically were able to um, put that into my children and future hybrid children so that they understood what patty cake was. And so it's like they're evolving in, you know, they want to learn more about our emotions. They're interested in human creativity and, and all of that. And they're curious about us just like we're curious about them. And so they're evolving and in other star systems, they are helping others to learn about about hybrids and about human, I communicate with a lot of hybrid children who um, a lot of people contact me because they want to know, do they have hybrid children and messages? And so I love communicating the messages from the hybrid children to, to the people, both men and women, um, about their messages. And they, I'm able to see where they are and what they're doing. They talk about being like um, closest thing I can connect it to or it is like an architect, mm. architects of light where they're literally building bridges of light, oh. more connections and artists. I've, I've talked to incredible star musicians who have instruments that are holographic that don't look anything like what we have. And, and I get to hear all that and see all that. And it, it's, I love doing that work with people because it helps them, you know, to understand what's happening with their hybrid children. And, um, and one hybrid, <laughs> I'm calling them all children, but, <laughs> you know, the, the age is not really comparable to the human the human age, because some of them, they're considered young, but they're like 105 years old. Really? You know, yeah, comparable to, you know, how how we think about that in human mm-hmm. time, but I call them all kids, but, <laughs> but, um, but they're amazing, and, and one came to me, and he could shapeshift from looking like a human or or he could also look like his um star self his star his key star race and so he's teaching other star beings about being human and he was actually showing me sculptures he was making of humans to introduce that to others in the star systems really which i thought was pretty cool and amazing yeah yes so are you still in contact with all of your hybrid children yes I um fortunately I'm able to just 
pretty much telepathically communicate with them whenever I want to. And I communicate with the child who's in another um, country. We communicate, we've not met, but we're, we communicate telepathically. She's a healer in another country. Really? So she is a, one of your hybrid children here on Earth? Yeah, they were able to integrate her here and they're in the process of doing more of that. You know, when this happened to me, when I would visit my star, my hybrid children on the starship, she was the one who looked most like me. I mean, she looked pretty human. Wow. And so they were able to integrate her um, onto into this plane, and she now does healing work. So they're in the process of doing more of that um, now. There's more hybrids here. And they will continue to do that. It's for the sake of helping humanity evolve. Right. You know, continuing to upgrade the frequencies. Um, yeah. It feels like yeah. right now, I mean, it feels like in the time that we're recording this, that there's been an uptick. I mean, the last few days, I don't know. It's felt kind of strange. I don't know if you felt it. Oh, it's, it's, it seems like every day there are shifts um, yeah. happening. And there's a lot, lot going on, a lot of transformation happening on all kinds of levels and interdimensional shifts and all kinds of things are continuing to to go on yeah you know so but the the hybrid children are very important right in that way and so they're not you know and they're they come my experiences they're all very loving beings you know and these are the races i'm connected to so um, so a lot of them are being integrated here to help, again, help support humanity in their journey, um, in understanding more deeply who they really are. Right. Do you, do you see a scenario where, where hybrid children may appear on this planet, you know, more like land here where they don't necessarily look human? Um, well, there are already some here who look pretty, um, a mix. They look pretty star being. Really? Um, they look pretty hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm pretty much able to look at some of these children and tell whether they're hybrid or not. Hmm. Um, so that that is happening, you know, to the extent that humanity can accept, because it's step by step. You know, it, it's if too many were here quickly, I think humanity might have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> we might not be mature enough for that on mass. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's all in its timing mm-hmm. and. So I think, um, but again, it's, it's just, 
it's all about the evolutionary process. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they're being created is for the evolutionary process. Yeah. And so it's all about evolving and, um, and, and focusing on, again, um, who we are at our cores. I mean, we're all divine love at our core. Yeah. Right. So. Wow. Well, I could talk to you forever and my children are going to be home soon and then my dog's going to go crazy. So <laughs> we should, I should probably release you, but um, please tell us how people can learn more about you because I imagine you have ignited a lot of hearts who are going to want more. Um, how can Thank they you. find out more? How can they, I mentioned going to your website to get your book, to get the signed copy. You do sessions. Um, what can, what can you share with everybody? Yeah. Thank you. My website is www.jacquelinesmith.com. Jacqueline is J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N. There is no E at the end of it. And you can actually purchase my new book there. If you purchase it through my website, I will write you a personal little personal message. It will be autographed. And it's also available at Amazon. There are some free light language recordings if anyone would like to listen to that. I also created an e-course where it's about three hours maybe a little longer, where people can learn how to communicate telepathically with star beings. I didn't and know that. Yes. I'm going to yes. do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. I, you know, and I talk about the star beings too. It's help helps people to better understand star beings and how, I, there's a meditation where I lead people through that actually communicate with star beings. And so I have, you know, MP3s, you know, with, you know, of light language and actually um, one with, um, I allow star music to come through me and then do the light language of that particular race. So there's one called star shimmer and, um, there was a free download of the whales. The whales came through me and told their story of coming to earth. And then the story of the dolphins coming to earth called Imea, which is on YouTube and, and at my site as well. So there's all kinds of things people can look for. I um, do light language sessions and sessions about hybrid children and other kinds of sessions as well. And um, and my light language store, there's like lots of transmissions that came through me, and I just sat and drew them all. They're all multidimensional. They're not. They're on the paper, but they're multidimensional, and people can actually work with them. And so people can check those out and cosmic portraits where the beings came through and drew themselves. So. Um, there's lots to look over at, at the site. So. Yeah, and then one-to-one sessions. You mentioned about the light language and the hybrid children, and you've got star, star origin ones where people can – you talked about Quabar 
that you know that's your like origin frequency. Right. People can connect with you. There's, I know there's a waiting list from experience. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for, for the star origin, there is a waiting list. Yeah. Yes. And, and um, but there, you know, you do lots of different kinds of sessions. So you are an amazing wealth of resource. Um, is that the right term? wealth of resource, <laughs> whatever the term is. Um, but wow. Um, thank you so much, Jacqueline, for being here and, and for just everything that you're doing. I mean, it's what a blessing that you're here on the planet at this time, um, engaging in the way that you do. And I know that there has to have been some bravery to step out in that way over time. Um, and thank goodness that you have heeded the call because there's so much that we're all gaining through you. So thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so (laughs) much for being here and, um, and you're welcome anytime. I hope you'll come again. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, um, this conversation today. It's been really fun. Absolutely. Please share this episode. I appreciate your support, rating, reviewing, and sharing. So thank you again for listening, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.